What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. We had a fantastic episode that aired last Friday. If you haven't listened to it yet, I'd encourage you to go back and check it out, especially if you are somebody who is an American patriot and who is obsessed and loves our country as much as I do. Today, I want to talk about something that I think a lot of officers feel, a lot of officers experience, but not everybody really points out when it happens. And I was reading a post from an individual who was talking about the intrusive questions that the general public, friends, family, tend to ask police officers without consideration of, um, I know a lot of people don't like the word trigger, but I think people need to get over the fact of not liking the word trigger, but these things that trigger police officers unintentionally when they are asked. And so what he was saying is, I have a lot of friends or family that they'll ask me things like, you know, have you ever killed somebody? Have you ever shot somebody? What is the most tragic situation you've ever been in? Have you ever had to go out on a call for a child death? Or like all of those types of things. And, you know, I, I don't feel uncomfortable saying this in front of you right now, Clint, because you and I very candidly and openly discuss these in a healthy way. But um, for for some people, having had those questions asked to them could very well bring up an element of emotion or upset or maybe even shift the trajectory of the rest of their day. And I think that there needs to be a solid foundation around the best way to approach this for you. As you're listening to this, there is going to be something that is different for you than it is for, let's say, you, Clint, um, when these types of questions are asked. So, Clint, what is the way that you approach these types of intrusive questions when they are asked to you? I, I'm able to answer a question without going in depth about, because, you know, unfortunately when someone asks those questions to you as an individual, like they're now forcing you to relive that situation. And, and it could be the most tragic thing because you're putting a vivid image associated to that incident and trying to explain it to somebody who, who wasn't there, who didn't experience the the loss the hardships associated to that incident and so like for me it's it's and and this just clicked for me and and it's actually very interesting so my my grandpa was in the korean war and he was he's part of the frozen chosen and if you don't if you're not familiar with that uh it's a it's a great historical uh thing to study up on but it's i used to ask him you know, tell me, tell me about your service. Tell me about your, your career, um, in the military. And all he would say is it was just so cold. It was like, that is what he would say to me. And now looking at that and kind of how we respond as from law enforcement is like, you know, you know, it was very sad. It was very tragic, but I always, for me personally, I always try finding light in this situation, not joking about it, but finding that, the positive scenario associated to it, not going in depth on it, not 
because people don't want to hear those gruesome details. They think they do, but until you tell them, and then then they're just aghast about what you just talked about. So it's being able to format a answer to their question in a respectful way without going in depth and making yourself live through that situation on a regular basis. Yeah, but now now I'm curious. You were making the, the point of the connection between your grandpa and you. What was that? So... In in for for me personally, it's it's being overly vague, I guess, in in responding to it, and not going in depth, and depending on the situation. And that the easy part for me is I could go in depth on this stuff, and it doesn't affect me as it would somebody else. And and that's where. But I know people who, if you ask them about a specific incident, it would be that trigger for them, and then it affects their trajectory the rest of the day and and it affects their mindset to where I know the impact that it made for my grandpa in, in trying to even having to even think about to answer any questions associated to his service at that time. And, and I can see how it could affect people. That's, and for me personally, like I said, like Ashley and I, we have regular conversations about this and, and we've had, we've arrived at those conclusions before it even happens that it's not about me. It's not about us when, when we respond to them. Yeah. I want to point out what I think the, the issue is here or actually where it's done from. I, I don't think that your friends, your neighbors, your family, strangers, I don't think that they, they mean harm intentionally. I think what happened was, it all started with that show, Cops. <laughs> and it created this public interest around what law enforcement does on on the beat, right? Exactly what law enforcement's responsibilities are. And it sparked this excitement and this, this need to know more. And it's, you know, living here in Southern California, especially growing up, one of the coolest things was, you know, live on Channel 7 News, there was another pursuit and oh, they got on the freeway and we would be glued to that television for sometimes hours on end just watching because you, you have to see what happens and it's exciting and it's fun and, you know, sometimes ends in tragedy, which, you know, for some intrusively disgusting reason, it's entertaining to watch. And so in saying that, I think that having shows like Cops and Live PD and things like that, it gets the the public who may not be privy to this kind of information, just a, an insight, a glimpse into what you do for a living. And I think because of that knowledge of knowing that there is um, some kind of open outlet to spark that curiosity, I think that's where, uh, oh, wow, I, I met a real life police officer, right? I remember the first time my my nephew, um, our nephew Ripley, saw you in uniform, Clint, mm-hmm. and it was like looking at a superhero. Like he understands and knows what you do for work. He has a respect for law enforcement because of knowing you and what you do for work. We try to educate him on, um, you know, the cops are the good guys. But at that first time he saw you, it was you're you're really a police officer. You're you're really a, and he's excited that you you know he's been told one thing, but then sees you in your uniform. And I think the same thing happens in the mind of just the general public when they come into contact with somebody and now know that they are a police officer, they are curious. And I think that curiosity comes from a very genuine place. I don't think that it comes from a place of of wanting to do harm by asking questions. But I think that there needs to be a healthy response to 
those questions. Number one, it comes from being able to prepare yourself for knowing that you, you are going to have somebody asking you those types of questions. What are you comfortable to share? How do you want to share? Do you want to share? And what is a way that you can provide a response without sounding like a complete asshole? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, are they going to know the difference if you share a, like, minimal exposure incident compared to the most extreme incident you've ever been to? No, not necessarily. Or you can actually reformat it. And and I just thought of this reformat it in a way, if you know, it's an incident that, you know, kind of bothers you is use that incident and you talk about it and use that time to be able to express yourself in a healthy way to be able to get that incident off your chest more. So, so you're not, you're not, using it. So you look at those conversations more as this is a healing exercise for myself in reference to that incident. Yeah, I I really like that. And somebody like you, Clint, I know you're in a healthy place to be able to do that. But another strategy for somebody who maybe isn't isn't quite there yet or simply doesn't want to share is if it's going to be a, a high level incident, it's probably going to have made the headline. So being able to say, oh, well, I was involved in that massive IRC shooting that that took place. I'm sure you can you can find articles about it online. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's another strategy to be able to um maybe give adoration and appreciation from that individual who's asking that question towards that individual who said like, hey, this is the thing, this is what I was involved in. And I think by blanketing it that way, then it not only allows you to kind of not have to expose whatever vulnerabilities you're not comfortable with exposing, but also it allows you to kind of put it back on that individual. And if they really want to know, they're going to carry out that research and and do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a... We have, as human beings, we have this desire to want to learn more when it, to, about these tragic incidents. That's why people watch NASCAR, uh, like watching <laughs> cars drive around a track 150 miles an hour. Do you think they're just hoping that there's no crashes the entire time? Absolutely not. Yeah, of course, no one wants to see anyone get hurt, but they want to see the the live crash and, and catch that. And, and I think that just goes into how our society has been groomed to strive for that almost adrenaline hit during it. Yeah, I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.